Ron DeSantis highlights how big the illegal migrant crisis really is by exposing the liberal hypocrisy in dealing with that illegal migrant crisis by sending a bunch of illegal migrants to Martha's Vineyard. We're going to discuss that. We're also going to discuss what that did in terms of the media coverage and highlighting that issue and possibly propelling it higher up on the priority list when it comes to the midterms. Then we're going to discuss Joe Biden and in his 60 Minutes interview, he declares that the pandemic is over. Does he really believe that? And how do liberals and leftists feel about the fact that he said that? And then we're going to discuss the very interesting, interesting, interesting midterm races that are taking place in Pennsylvania in terms of the socioeconomic backgrounds of the candidates, in terms of how they come off to the blue collar working class of Pennsylvania, and how strategic it was in endorsing the specific candidates that are currently running for governor and in the Senate for Pennsylvania. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging With Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K-Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging With Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to our website. That's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, Go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merchandise. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So, it's gotten a lot of coverage. Um, some interesting coverage, some funny coverage, and some scathing coverage in terms <laughs> of Ron DeSantis sending illegal migrants over to Martha's Vineyard of all places. Now, a little bit of the history of transporting illegal migrants around. This has been something that's been going on, I would say for about the last year or so now. Yeah. And essentially what's happening is Republican governors are shipping illegal migrants that are crossing over the border, the southern border, crossing over the southern border illegally. And they're shipping them to places that, according to what they say, are a lot more accepting and wanting of these illegal migrants. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it does is it forces the people that are, are, are saying that they're so pro-illegal immigration and these people are doing nothing wrong and there's no problem yeah. and, and it's not a burden on the system. It's forcing these particular politicians to put their money where their mouth is. It's forcing these particular 
constituents to put their money where their mouth is. And as we've been seeing in a reoccurring theme, they're not able to put their money where their mouth yeah. is. Lori Lightfoot here in Chicago sent them sent them elsewhere and most and those were some migrants that were from Texas. Greg the governor Greg Abbott sent them over to Chicago. Yeah. And in the most recent and probably the most profiled event of this taking place were the migrants that Ron DeSantis sent from Florida to Martha's Vineyard, which is a very well-to-do <laughs> island of Massachusetts, a bunch of did you read this poster? A, bu- a bunch of elitist. Uh, no, I didn't. But hold on, a, a bunch of elitist uh, uh, that that live on that particular island. The Obamas have a residence there. I don't know if it, that's their primary residence, but it's a very liberal coastal elite place yeah and when these migrants showed up instead of being welcomed with open arms like you would imagine yeah. you would imagine these people these are the people with the biggest hearts yeah these people have the biggest hearts they're better than you they're better than me they're better than everybody they're better than everybody that voted yeah. for Donald Trump these people are the best of us you know how good they are how good are I, they? I need you to. I need you to listen to. This is a sign that was, uh, you know, the island of Martha's Vineyard because you know they're the best of us. We we respect women. We value black lives. We stand with our LGBTQ community members. We stand with immigrants, with refugees, with indigenous peoples, and with people of all faiths. We stand with our community. Wow, you know, su- such an inspiration. And then what you learn is that Martha's Vineyard has so many Airbnbs and 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 places where these particular people can be housed. Yeah. So of course, the people that own these Airbnbs and that have these big houses yeah. with a lot of rooms and guest houses and pool houses, yeah. of course, they open their doors for these immigrants. That's what I would guess. I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine that's what they did. But then you look at the reports and you see the news and they, they got the military to get them the fuck out of there. All 50 of them. Wow. And it was 50. Wow. Yeah. The hypocrisy. Yeah. That's that's where, that's where you start seeing the shit that they say is uh, bullshit. And they don't really mean what they say. They just think it's trendy, cool, and gets them brownie points because they're not bigoted. And then also what it is is the stupid idiots will believe us when we say it, but we don't have to do anything to back it up. And that's the genius of the move that these Republican governors are doing is that, well, live by it. Yeah. They won't. (laughs) They won't. There was actually a meme of like this... uh, it's kind of like a liberal chick that's been uh, memed before. She has like that crazy smile, and it says Martha's Vineyard's residence after two days of illegal immigration, and it's like the same picture four times, but with it fading more and more into like a person <laughs> in a white cloak. Oh. <laughs> but it's funny. It's funny because like again, it's easy to say, as they say, what's the saying? Um, talk to talk, walk to walk. 
Yeah. It's easy to talk. Talk is cheap. Of course. Everyone's going to say whatever, you know, is cool to say at the time. But are you really about it or are you not? And so what we're seeing is you're not about it. And honestly, like the other side has said, listen, we're about immigration. We're just not about legal immigration. Exactly. Mexico has said it on their borders. You know what? We want our people to have our jobs. Right. That's what how people feel. And America has said, well, you know, we got to take care of our people first before we start helping the world, right? And so here you were saying, no, that's bigoted. I can't even believe you. This is a place for refugees. And and this is the result we get. It, it almost seems as though the people of Martha's Vineyard, when they were dealing with the shock and horror of all those illegal immigrants... It almost seems as though they wish there was some sort of wall on the southern border. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's to, to possibly keep them out, yeah. you know, because at least a gate, you know, something. <laughs> yeah. it, it almost seems as though those people of Martha's Vineyard, when they woke up to the shock and horror of all those illegal immigrants there, I, I would imagine border security mattered to them. Yeah. Which is kind of funny and an oxymoron because these are the people that like to live in gated communities. A hundred percent. And that's the genius of the move that Ron DeSantis made. Of all places, yeah. c- sending them there. Because, see, sending migrants to like a place like Chicago, a lot of them could get lost in the mix. It's a big yeah. city, whatever. But a place so affluent as Martha's Vineyard... So coastal elite as Martha's Vineyard, yeah. so liberal as Martha's Vineyard, <laughs> and you know when when I saw that, I just thought of so many hilarious sketches. Like yeah. like I thought of like like doing a sketch of like some illegal I- immigrants and like but them them like assimilating very quickly to the lifestyle of Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that shit would be funny. Yeah. Aquí estamos en el, en el, el Martes Vineyard. We, we. Our comedy was great when we did it, but I feel like it's sad seeing, like, the times now because that would be comedy gold, but, like, to people, it was like, oh, my God, you can't joke about it. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> It, it, it's 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 funny to me. Um, well, not funny, shocking, really. We just put that sketch on Rumble. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Imagine, which which is funny because you, that's what you're gonna see is is more people starting to switch to to that, and we've talked about it. Um, and hopefully that could bring comedy back. That could bring good content back because right now it's not up for debate. And what I love about this whole situation with the with the migrants is that. It's actually been televised what these people are doing. Like, yeah. So, so, and what 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 I mean by these people is like the people in Martha's Vineyard, the people in Chicago, the politicians that say, "Oh, we're about this, we're about this," and then you try and ship them off. Um, yeah, like uh, look, at, what you said is is uh, is very very true, and of all people, look at what um, Charlemagne the God had to say about that whole thing. Republican governors have sent busloads of illegal immigrants to sanctuary cities like New York, D.C., and Chicago with the message of, if you like them so much, they're yours, okay? 
Well, just in time for Hispanic Heritage Month, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis upped the game by sending two plane folds of immigrants to the East Coast elite's favorite vacation island, Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. I personally think it's genius. But I wish that governors like Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott would give Democratic governors and mayors more of a heads up because then that would expose the hypocrisy of the Democrats, which is they don't want immigrants here either. Boom. And you should have seen because obviously the show is audio so you guys can't see the the footage of that but the panel that Charlemagne had they were so upset when he said that like their faces just yeah. dropped like I can't I can't believe you said that but so, that's keeping yeah, it real yeah. that's keeping it real it's it exposes the hypocrisy they don't want them here either they just say they just say they do versus the ones that actually and, and the the ones that that actually want to do something about it which is let's secure the border and then immigration can come in but legally yeah. like people forget that Trump assimilated i think in, in 2019 it was it was one of the biggest years of of uh not assimilated he naturalized uh 800 and and 50,000 people. Pe yeah. The media didn't talk about that. 850,000 people. There's like, are right, you an American citizen now? You know. Does not fit the narrative. Exactly. It does not fit the propaganda that they push about him. And that's where um, you see, again, the echoes of what this situation is, which is they'll tell you one thing. Oh, we care, we care, we care behind your back they don't care they're disgusted they're repulsed by you they don't want you around them they don't want their neighborhood you know to to look stained <laughs> and so they'll move you out they're cool with just saying that they'll help you and that they care about you and that it's bigoted to not think anything else and, and to me that's where that's where a lot of that shit is is white guilt also that white guilt of oh well i don't want to i don't want to vocalize this i don't want to yeah. say it because it's interesting how the some of the most vocal people i've ever come across in terms of dealing with the situation on the border are some are people that have crossed that very border and people will say oh well, isn't that hypocritical? No, not necessarily. And here's a little bit of a theory about why it's not necessarily hypocritical. You have to take into account the historical context no. of the time people started coming and crossing the border, where we're at now, where Mexico's economy is at now, certain Latin American economies are at now. Well, Latin America, it, it's it's getting very socialist, it's getting very communist. But like Mexico, for a, a long stretch of time, the economy was getting better. It was getting better so much to the point where there was, I don't know if you remember, during Trump, there was actually a point where more people were crossing the other way. Yeah than coming here to the United States. And so it was getting it was getting to the point where the people that were crossing the border were truly running from something, either running from the law, they were they were outlaws, they weren't the best of people. All the stuff that Trump got demonized for saying. And yeah. the funniest thing is I've talked to people who 
like in the 90s crossed that border yes. and they were a different class of people they were the type of person that came here to work and build families and 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 actually those are the people that are actually in a, in a lot of ways more proud of being american than than of the their country that they came from yeah yeah you know what I'm saying, and so it's very, it's vastly different. It's vastly different, coupled with the the some of the ones now, many of the ones now that really are are becoming a burden to the system. Yeah, and so it's very different. So it's not hypocritical because the philosophy, the worldview, the 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 value system, and the life philosophy is vastly different. Yeah, and and. Uh I will echo the same thing from the people that that are older and that I've talked to about immigration and they've said the same thing. It's no good. Got a lot of bad bad seeds. A lot of people that don't want to work. And what you're saying is true. How how does someone uh put a burden on the system? Well, when you're getting government money. Yeah. When when like look at look at California. Also, you got government money. And I want you to finish your point. Government money, uh, the ability set to send your kids to public schools, all of that is is a is a burden. Yeah, employment. You know, like the, sometimes they they get preferential treatment is, than an American citizen. Lower, lower wages. Yes, yeah. this is not me. This is not me talking to a white person. This is me talking to Mexicans. This is me talking to to Latino people, black people. That work in in in, the, in that have worked in factories or that that are currently working in factories. But, but you, Mexican Latino people that are American. Yeah, citizens. they're American. They have they're they're Mexican they and feel Latino the brunt this, more yeah. than like a white person would absolutely. Yeah, and sometimes at times even getting the the the, the legal immigrants getting preferential treatment because they might brown nose or they might do this and they might do that and they get paid less and and so the companies. This still happens today, so I'm not saying I'm not saying um, every person. Es que quiero quedar en el Martes Vineyard. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that's exactly that's exactly what I'm saying. No, look, I'm not saying that like everybody that comes is is bad. But what I, what I am saying is I don't know this because I never immigrated here. My parents, my or my or my dad did, and and I have uncles, and so they tell me. They're the ones who know. They're the ones who kind of... It's a world and an experience that I don't know, so I shut the fuck up and listen. Yeah. And so when I hear them talking about that type of stuff, and they're like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, when I see how, like, during Mexican Independence Day... And, and, and we'll yeah. hold your point right there. And, and it's funny how a white liberal, coastal elite white liberal will speak about that situation as if they know more yes. than the person that actually went through it. And and that to me, it's like, you are a narcissistic, egotistical ass fucking person that really don't give a fuck. And you'll just say whatever, again, it's trendy, cool, and makes you look good. And, and, it's and like, misinformed. Yeah. I wouldn't... I, are they or are they just... Just ignorant, like those. Those they think it's cool. Like I've seen. I don't know what what well, video no, channel. I, I think to an extent it's misinformation. I, I I believe. I I believe they've been. Somebody has disseminated this information to them, 
and it's bad information. Yeah. And, and and they've they've cho- chosen to run with it. And it's it's very low intellect because it's like, well, at what point do you like educate yourself? At what point do you actually look into the stuff yeah. that you're regurgitating? Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Like you shouldn't feel bad about not knowing things. Like sometimes when I don't know something, and someone says, do you know about this person or do you know about this? I just say, no, I don't. What, tell me more. Like, I, I'm not here to be a know-it-all. I'm here to listen to, to some new information. Like, it's not about looking good. It's yeah. about learning. And so, I, I, like, I've seen interviews. It always happens. And, and it happens to some people on the right. But a lot of times on the left being interviewed being asked about oh okay what do you think about the uh, gun bans and shit or 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 all these uh restrictions or whatever and these people don't don't know anything about an ar-15 right don't know anything about uh what the fuck's uh, they're pushing uh don't know you know oh yeah you know we gotta we gotta make sure that the magazines aren't sold and then when they get asked what's a magazine is yeah it's it's the ammo what the bump stocks yeah they are 15s they're machine guns it's like you sound like a moron you should educate yourself before you go out with a fucking sign talking about gun rights or 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 rather gun uh what do they call it um gun laws you should educate yourself so then you know because you might still you know whatever you believe that you might still believe in it but at least you know what the fuck you're talking about yeah and, and a lot of times that like, you don't know what you're talking about i i think the problem is is that it to it's become for as as much as it's a good thing that politics is becoming more of a everyday pop culture type of conversation the problem is that it's becoming too ideological and tribal. It it, it, it it reminds me very much like how people are when it comes to their sports teams. And, and, and that's one of the reasons why I feel so proud of my philosophy, that the philosophy that I've always had when it's come to sports teams, not because sports teams matter, but because that same philosophy I carry with me in life. I, I've been one of the few people that 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 I've known in, in my life, and, and you're like this too, I know, that when it's come to sports teams, we're not like diehard any team. Like, we're, no. like we really like will, we're not fair weather fans. We're not like, because we, I know we're people that are like, huh? We're not bandwagon. Right, exactly. We're not, we're not that either. But but we're we're the type that it's like all right well this team no longer represents like what I like so like I'm gonna start kind of rooting for another team yes versus the people that no matter what every year no matter how good or how bad the team does they're they're with that team now what's interesting about that is you start to see that same behavior. And that same thought process when it comes to politics. And it goes back to what you're saying about people's capacity to like learn new things or or, or change their mind or whatever. I was I was reading this thing on on Reddit and where the OP, he was talking about how he was dating this girl and things were like great. 
and the topic and the issue of politics started to come up and he was he was right he was he leaned to the right and he said that he always kind of had an idea that the girl he was talking to leaned to the left but he never thought that it would be so big a deal where like they they would end up parting ways so what he said is that he's very informed and well read on a lot of these topics versus the girl all she would do was like regurgitate the talking points from the the media yeah and what he ended up saying is that on a lot of when they started getting into certain discussions he would tell her like well you're wrong and he would present all sorts of facts and information substantiating his point versus she never could she would just and and she would even go as far to say oh well that was a good point that was a good point that was a good point yeah but yet she was never able to to change her mind or her position on certain things so much to the point where he talked about how they parted ways and so the reason why he even posted that to begin with was to to bring up sort of exactly what we're talking about now yeah. is like how many people are actually just ideological and tribal and no matter how much you present them the information that proves contrary to what they believe how many are actually willing to change their minds versus how many are are just going to stay that where they're at no matter what yeah well that's and, and to me it, it it's uh it's sad because that was like a theme I, I rewatched uh I rewatched uh the the Planet of the Apes trilogy and to me like what w- you talking about like the tribal nature of uh, of people and and their feelings about how they feel about a certain thing it's crazy because when when the society becomes tri- tri- like tribalistic sometimes like you forget like the humanity of things yeah. or like the how sim- how simple but how hard it is to just like be cool with what you have like as far as living situation or or like having your community and respecting another community and that i think all that shit's dead because what's happening obviously in 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 that movie they didn't really have any narrative um, when it came to like, uh, kind of like meeting in the middle, yeah, because it's kind of like more of a kind of a pandemic type of movie where like shit changes for, for you know for, for the worse for humans, and apes become smarter. But now I feel like with the huge censorship that we're seeing on individual thought. And like the huge push on like, no, you're either on this side or that side. You're either on this side or that side. You're missing like the, you're kind of making it where it can't be fixed. You know, when you get into this argument that you don't even know why the fuck you're in an argument anymore. And it's like, it's not really a fruitful endeavor anymore. Like this is not going anywhere. Yeah. And people just keep going and it becomes kind of a mess. That's where I feel like society's at. And I think that when that happens you start seeing the like the little things that we used to care about the things that were good in our society the things we could have actually agreed on the middle ground even if you didn't agree with the middle ground even if you were like nah, i'm a little bit more far on this topic 
far left or far right on this topic. I feel like now there's no middle ground. Like yeah, everything's polarized. Yeah, everything's polarized. God forbid you, someone says anything about the jab, critiquing the jab. Oh, we got it. We got to censor. We got to censor. We got to. God forbid anyone talks about oh the 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 virus. Uh, it's not that bad. Oh no no no! Stop them. God forbid if the experts in medicine combat some of the stuff that other experts in medicine. You know, because that's what you do, right? As as experts in in in, in those fields, you try to f- get to the middle ground and try and see, like, find the solution on what what is this and how can we better deal with this for the good of obviously our health and for the good of society. None of that. And and it's great that you brought that up. I think it presents the perfect segue into the next segment, where on the sixty minutes interview. Joe Biden says the pandemic is over. And it's interesting because all I see across the board was vitriol for that particular (laughs) statement because when you get from the right, they're like, oh, all of a sudden the midterms are coming up and it's over, right? So like, it's not a thing anymore, right? And then from the left, it's like, oh, but look at the numbers and this and this and that. So uh, that statement, it, it's interesting that how he said that because it seems like all around it hurt him. It hurt him on the left and the right. Yeah. Which is strange because the, out of the very, 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 very few things that he does right, I actually like agree with that statement. Yeah. I actually agreed with that statement probably two years ago <laughs> yeah, yeah you know like when look at the monster like, like, I, I, honestly honestly it, it really went from and and i mean we documented it so well but it really went from okay two weeks to slow the spread read up on it all right well i've been out i've i've had to do things i've had to handle because i'm a responsible individual i have to be in the mix yeah yeah i'm okay all right, life yeah. goes on. Like, like, yeah. That's how that's how the process that's how the process went for me. Yeah. And for everybody else, whatever, everybody had their own process. But I don't see anything particularly wrong with what he said. Now, granted, what I will say is, if that was Trump, oh my God, the media coverage would be nonstop oh, right now yeah. about that. All the people that are still dying, they would not let it go. They're 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 being very very easy on Joe Biden with him saying that. That they're, would be all over the place if that was Trump. Yeah, they're 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 being easy, but it, it shows ultimately again the complicated nature of the monster you've created. hundred oh, percent as a propaganda machine and as the left. I blame that on both. And and now it's like they, they get to that point again in Planet and, of the Apes and, and the fear mongering. Yep. There was a lot of fear mongering. It was remember it was literally you wear the mask or you'll kill someone's grandma. They were like people were going around saying that type yeah, of shit. Yeah, it's fear. It's fear. And that well, again, what I was great about the was watching the movie after experiencing all this shit the the last five six years. What like it was wild because it was like the fear of people, how fear stops you. 
from actually like being able to live and coexist with people because like I don't want to sound like a fucking goofy when I say oh we should all coexist I'm not saying that but I'm saying there should be like where we can we can be happy living our life live let live yeah at this point where we're at now where a comment where I, I will agree with you I'll agree with you what Joe Biden said, that's great. That's good news. A little too late, but... I don't even know if I would consider it great. I, I would just consider it like... Yeah. The reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, if, like, if he said that, like, uh, yeah. But, look, it's, it's, it's more... No, fuck you. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. And then, look, fuck him. Look, yeah. look. The, the numbers, people, like... Uh, yeah. But... But two, I think the, the, the part of it was this whole idea that it could be eradicated. And I remember very early on, like <laughs> after the whole two weeks to slow the spread thing, you and I, our conclusion was like, yeah, this is here to stay. Like, no. like we're, it's, it's here forever. I remember vividly the episode when we talked about like how complicated and impossible that would be. The young motherfuckers are trying to go out and party. You ain't going to stop them. You ain't going to stop them. The people that are like, I I don't give a fuck about this lockdown. Well, I got to go get patties. this stuff done. I have to go out. Yes. I have to. <laughs> I have to. You don't understand. But the, no, the pandemic, killing people. There's no jab yet. Yeah. But I have to. It's St. Patty's. Yeah. I have to go out. You don't understand. Right. Death. Everywhere, the plague. <laughs> <laughs> George Floyd. <laughs> that was another yeah, one yeah, where, like, yeah. the pandemic wasn't even. Oh yeah. Oh, it. it, it yeah. It was, it those, was one... those weren't super spreader events. Yeah. If it, Trump's if it's... rally. Those definitely, were. Yeah. Definitely super spreader. Which is events. crazy because, like, but it, burning the city down. No, that's an no. Like the but, virus but knew it, when to attack. Is yeah. Really at the well, end of remember we, we talked about how it, it gets it, it it dresses up. <laughs> And it puts on its good cologne, and it goes out at night. And yeah. it's like, all right. Oh, these motherfuckers right. are protesting. Yeah, let them be. Let them be kicking it. Oh, you Trump always rock with Trump? I'm going to kill a gang of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. And, and remember that, that. How awful was that report? Remember that shit? That shit was so heinous. The media. Uh, where they were. Where they were. They were insinuating that Herman Caden died. Because he went to the Trump rally. Yeah. That's just wild. Like, so you know exactly where this man contracted it. You know exactly where he contracted the shit. To me, that's what makes it so disheartening is like two things. Do you think that we're really that stupid? And as a society, are we really that stupid? So that pisses you off because it's like so there's people who well, literally believe that Herman I, Cain I probably could answer, died. I could answer that for you. They think we're really that stupid, and we're really that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know, like, like, it no, pisses honestly, you off. Honestly, honestly, like, dude, <laughs> think about this. Think just, just, just think about it. Like the idea that you and I we we talk about these things weekly and not just on the show but we talk about it like just real life we'll have phone conversations about it 
uh, when we had a group of friends that actually had freedom, we would talk about these things with with a group of friends. <laughs> but but we but we discuss these things. We read about these things. We critically think about these things. Now, of course, they think we're really that stupid, and of course, we are really that stupid. Not us in particular, but I'm talking generally speaking, society as a collective. We really are that stupid where you have people that have been exposed to the virus, have contracted the virus, and yeah, maybe they got a cough, some some muscle aches, essentially the flu, even though I know that was like super taboo to say at one point, you shouldn't compare the two. They're different, this and that, whatever. Essentially the flu and they got better and then they went about their life and then studies came out and said oh well guess what if you've contracted it once the immunity that you develop after contracting it is actually more effective and better than a jab that we've now learned after so long its efficacy actually wanes it, it yeah, drops off drastically that's critical thinking right there that's critical thinking but yet you have employers the military, corporate America, the government, local government, federal government, that are still pushing mandates. Yeah. So yes, society is that stupid. Literally, one is the result of critical thinking. One is the result of, yeah. well, I got it. I was fine. Science actually says that I'm better off now than, than putting some unknown, untested, long-term untested on a long-term sense stuff in my body i'm good to go i'm good to go yeah but no you're thinking critically why are you doing that shut up and take this society is <laughs> dumb remember and yeah. or people take it. now granted i'm not saying everybody that took it is dumb i'm not saying that whatsoever because i do understand there was a level of fear-mongering yeah. and there was a level of Oh, well, your age matters because I'm talking from the perspective of somebody that's yeah. young and, and in good health, thank God, and, and everything like that. But yeah, older people, the science also does tell us that older people with with uh, with uh, 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 conditions, yeah. um, they're more likely to, yeah. to, to be worse off from it. Yeah. That's a different perspective. Yeah, and not, not only that, but like it's important... It's important to, during these times, to stay strong with your convictions. Don't be ignorant and don't do things like just on, just because you feel like it. No, like really think about it. Really, like you said, critically think. And when people challenge you, you remain strong in your convictions on what you believe based on the research that you have done. You know, it takes due diligence, but do it yeah. <laughs> you know and 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 i feel like this exposed a lot of people in the sense of like well everyone's doing it so i'll do it no no that doesn't matter you should you should do your research for yourself and depending on how comfortable you feel doing it you should be able to do it no government should tell you what you have to do like because why what research do they have are they tried and tested? Because, yeah, they are, but not in a good way. They, they don't show very good efficiency. 
governments do. Um, and then when and, and the, the ones that do, <clears throat> Florida, you know, why? Oh, because you had both options readily available. You want the vac, you want the jab, you want you, you that, that makes you feel safe. We have it available. You don't want the jab. You feel safe without the jab. That's also an option. That's freedom. That's freedom, exactly. And people were flocking to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, uh, they were paying officers to to come over there. Like, if because you know how the mandates in Chicago, the mandates in New York, the mandates in Cali for law enforcement. Hey, uh... If, if they're going to fire you, we could pay you $5,000 and, and you could come work for us. You know? That's that's how you run a government. And the, and the track record shows that. Like, the track record shows that. Look at the cities. Look at, look at, uh, look at Chicago, look at New York, look at California, look at Miami. Yeah. Relatively the same, the numbers. Absolutely. What did the jab do? What did it do? Make y'all look foolish is what it did question and before we go into the next topic um it's kind of a, a good connector of of both topics what we're talking about in this segment and what we're talking about in the next segment so i just read some news that ron DeSantis sent a thousand dollar check to all the first responders in the state of florida essentially thanking them for their service what do you think about that what do I think about them getting compensated for their for their work? Well, yeah, but As when it's taking place, like the, oh, the midterms yeah. coming up, um, it's it's in a way, I don't not that different than what the left does. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, it's now granted. What I will say is, while I don't, while I don't agree with the notion of that yeah i can rationalize doing that more than what the left does because yeah. at least for this it's like it, it's based on some sort of merit like oh yeah. well you serve the 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 people you serve the community so that i could get behind but it's still cutting a free check yeah in I on the cusp of a midterm and and that i don't rock with yeah because the thing is too is this is a thing in my opinion, you give a person an inch, they want a mile. So a hundred, the fuck? Now you feel entitled to giving, getting paid because you. Well, it's a thousand. Oh, a thousand. Know, yeah. uh, I said a hundred. <laughs> a thousand, because you, you what? You're a, you work. You, who did anyone hold a gun to you to become a, a cop or to to become a a firefighter or to become a a nurse? Or or anything in, in the medical field? Did anyone? No, you chose it. So you knew what you were getting yourself into. So while it is appreciated, you're owed nothing. Right. You know, like, I don't give a fuck. If I had a child and he or she had straight A's, I'd be like, all right, cool. You ought to. You have every fucking resource. I I work <laughs> to, 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 for, to, to make it easy for you to, to have this, so you ought to. So, I, what do you want me to clap for you? Like, right? Congratulations! You're a, you, you've applied yourself, and that's good. But that's not everything. 
Right. This is expected of you. Because to me, I feel like this is where we differ from a lot of people on the right, where the right prones itself to going down the slippery slope of like identity politics or, or gimme, gimme, gimme. It's like just because your candidate is doing it doesn't make it right either. Yeah, yeah. Don't you you got to be principled. Now, granted, let's say it was something that's like that the state does or was part of the the original campaign promise or whatever the case. Or, or, or let's say that it's something that the state of Florida overwhelmingly wants to do for their first responders, like the yeah. people themselves. That's a little bit different, but I just find it odd. It's like, well, it's like a midterm is coming up. A thousand dollars, I get it. It's a thank you, and and it, it, you know it is to a certain degree noble and based on merit. Yeah, but it, it still feels a little bit like what the left does when you know they're trying to buy votes. Yeah, but that's a part of politics is the, in a way, pandering. Yeah, and it's like, eh. I'm not a fan of it. Me neither. I understand it as a pol- like if you if you're looking at the way politicians look at it, I understand where they're getting at. But how many times have we critiqued Obama for doing that shit with illegal immigration or, or, or with the with the, with the immigrants, the but DACA. Uh, the DACA recipients, you know, did the same thing. Uh, Joe Biden did the same thing with the student loan thing. Again, now if we're going to argue, like you said, we're going to argue who would you, if you had to pick, who would you pay? Citizens who worked very hard, Right. If I had to cut somebody a check, yeah, yeah, I would cut a first responder a check before I cut, like, yeah. like Shanani and her five kids. A yeah. Check. yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely, a hundred percent. So don't get me wrong about exactly. that. Exactly, a hundred percent. Or just like, I'd rather give like a a, a one time bonus to like a small business yeah. than than some welfare queen. A hundred percent. But at the end of the day, it's still it's still just giving. Yeah, and also, why don't you make it a a a, a two year tax in- incentive? Right, right, because you could you could have said, okay, you know what, if you become a first responder, this is and that, and to the ones that have done it, they'll have this tax exempt for the next two three years. Right, well, that's cool. Now you're cutting taxes for the people, and you're not you're not falling into the trap of giving money. But right. incentivizing people, yeah, because yeah. that's what the tax code is really—is incentivizing. So right there, you could you actually kill two birds with one stone, because now you're incentivizing in fields where where you, people, you want people, yeah, yeah, like the medical field is always short. So now people, oh, I want that tax incentive. Now now you've taken care of that of a job market that needs help, um, of of a. Certain, certain, certain fields that might need uh, filling, maybe in law enforcement or whatever, and then you don't, it, it doesn't come off like the same way, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And it's like a temporary thing, and you train people to think, well, cutting taxes, cutting taxes. I, I'm pretty sure taxes. that this little discussion we just had, you're not going to hear anybody on the right wing talk like that, and yeah. that's that's like where people know like where the real deal is like well criticism can be leveled at both sides and you know you have to be you know on the square and and authentic with it so moving on to the next 
and final segment of the episode. In pre-production, we got into a really good conversation about the race going on in Pennsylvania. And as I said before on the show, I've been very enthralled with the midterms. I mean, it's kind of my job and it's just something that I'm interested in. I, I care about the direction of the country. I am not one of those people that's, that thinks voting doesn't matter. I think voting very much matters. I have seen the how a trajectory of a life and a business and economies flow depending on the government and who's in office and everything like that. Yeah. Um, so I think it very much matters. And one race that I find particularly fascinating, actually I find I find the Arizona race very fascinating too, but but this particular one, the, the Pennsylvania one, I find it particularly fascinating because one, Pennsylvania voted for Trump in 2016. They say they voted for Biden in 2020, but with a lot of question marks and anomalies no. when it came when it comes to Pennsylvania. Um tricked. <laughs> uh so you have that. <clears throat> the candidates, the guy running for the Democrats is the polar opposite in almost every possible way than the guy running yeah. for <laughs> the Senate for the Republicans. Um, the guy running for the governor for the Republicans is vastly different than the guy running for Senate for the Republicans. And the guy running for governor for the Democrats is vastly different from the guy running for the Senate for the Democrats. And so <laughs> it's very strange. It's like, it's like the guy running for governor, Shapiro... Is is similar to personality wise, trope wise, if you will, to like Oz, who's running for, for Senate for the Republicans, and well, nobody is like Fetterman. That guy's a, 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 is a mess. So <clears throat> it's interesting because we were talking about this, and we in pre-production we brought up the notion of how forward thinking Trump was with his endorsement of Dr. Oz. Yeah. And then we started theorizing a little bit about how Oz has the potential to possibly bring in some of those college educated voters from Penn, from Philadelphia. Yeah. Because Philadelphia is the city that has the most college educated people in Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh is more blue collar and overall as a state Pittsburgh is a very blue-collar state, but yeah. Pennsylvania, being the big city, has the most college-educated people. And maybe some of them that are on the fence could find themselves rocking with Dr. Oz because he has a degree. Because as we know about that particular class of people, that stuff matters to them. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, what what's weird, too, is like the... He has uh, like an establishment feel to him. Oz, yeah, yeah, and um, that I think helps him there, especially against uh, Fetterman, because like, dude's a slob. He is. We we're just talking. He dresses about, like a slob. Yeah. He never doesn't attempt to put on a. So honestly, 
I mean, I hope th- I hope no Democrats hear this and run with the idea. But I really think that if he cleaned up his appearance a little bit, I think he'd get a big bump in the polls. Yeah, Fetterman. Yeah, yeah, because he, he he I don't know he's, he comes off as he doesn't care at all. Janky like, is the word. Like you could you could wear like street clothes or yeah. you could dress down. You could wear jeans. You could even wear a sweatsuit. Like you could wear like a, a pair of like Adidas sweats. And a, a more form-fitting hoodie and, like, come off better than, like, how he comes off as a total slob. Not to mention we were talking about his health. Yeah, and, well, he, he suffered from a stroke. He's, yeah. he, he doesn't have the best health, which hinders him from from campaigning. Yeah, and so his campaign has been shit. He's really only on Twitter. The, 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 one, the one kind of gut punch that he had campaign-wise... Was what I was telling you about in pre-production, where he, and they took like four weeks to to even capitalize it, where he took that the situation where Oz is talking about vegetables in a very sophisticated way. I don't know the word for it, but it's a it's like a French word that they that they use for like a vegetable tray. He took that ad that Oz did. And he pretty much was like, oh, highlighted. Oh, look, in Pennsylvania, we call this a veggie tray. We don't call it what Dr. Oz calls it. He's different than us. But yeah. then a more recent ad from Oz that I just showed you in pre-production, Oz is having a conversation with his son. And he pretty much says, like, yeah, I do live a good life, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to help people. Yeah, and I feel like it's my calling, and it was a great ad. There's actually there's nothing bad you could say about. It's very human. Yeah, very like man, like this person actually gives a fuck. Yeah, wants to make a difference. Doesn't have and the to fact make that a he, it's like he's having the conversation with his son. It's a very simple ad. It's not super edited or anything like that. It's just I'm having a conversation with my son, and I'm breaking down to him. Why I think it's important for me to run for the Senate? It, remi- it reminded me of like the Lion King, like 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 the like the um, what's his dad's name? Uh, Mufasa. Sim- Mufasa and Simba, kind of yeah. like yeah. Mufasa is like the king of the jungle, but like he's kind of teaching his child like these are the this is the way to be. Yeah, this is how you have to conduct yourself. You know, you have to be responsible. You have to, and it's like like the morality of it like is much more important than your status right and so that's kind of the vibe i got and like what is (laughs) lion king that's a family movie that's it's a disney movie yeah you who who goes to see that parents with their children you know that's disney before it was woke yeah before it was woke when it was great and so if you if you if you link that and that's what your thought process is when you see that ad well then that's a dub because yeah. especially because it really does com- uh, uh, combat the whole, oh, this guy ain't one of us. I don't have to be. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to be. I My calling is this. Like, this is what I feel. I want to help the people. Yeah. It ain't about that I'm like them or not. It's that I want to do something good. Exactly. And so, like, when I, when I heard that, it was badass. And it was badass, like, because... You also see the kid, like you, his kid. You could tell is inspired by that, and it's not a little kid either. No, it's like he's it's a young he's, man. Yeah, exactly. Like he's maybe 
18, 17? Well, 15 to to. No, he's older 18. than 15. I say like 18 to yeah. early 20s. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a it's a young man listening to his dad like, "Wow, like damn." You could tell that he's paying attention, but like he's kind of like kind of getting to know like, "Why well, why are you running?" I don't know, it's very human to me. So I thought that was a good ad. I think that'll help him, especially with the college educated, I feel like that's an ad that you would. Uh, families, actually, that that gets everybody. Yeah. Because I I, f- I feel like it's just a very universal message. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. That was good. I just don't know, like, with Pennsylvania, my thing is like, everything I thought of, I knew about Pennsylvania last election, I didn't. Yeah, it's a sketchy, it's a sketchy state. Yeah, and so it to, makes you, it, yeah. you almost feel like. No matter what Oz does, it's futile in the end because because they're gonna come up with the votes they need. Yeah, and so to me, it's like well, and and how and and the the greatest and easiest way to eliminate that, and of course the left won't do, is get rid of all that mail and shit. If you want people to stop asking questions like the questions we're asking and stop questioning the integrity of election and stop saying that things are rigged, we'll get it where everything is counted one day and that's it. We know the night of the election who the winner is. Not this, oh, well, Oz is up tonight, but the what it's called, the red mirage, where it's going to look like the, 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 the the, the red side is winning. But then over time, yeah. The, oh, so you know that every mail-in ballot out there is for the blue, right? You yeah. know that somehow. Yeah. Even though you say you don't know how many are still out there, nah, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. So, so to me, it's like, yeah, I don't, I and, don't. And know. Uh, Politico put out a, a article. Check this out. And we really don't need the mail-in ballots because, like, the pandemic's over. That's course, what Joe said. Exactly. That's what Joe said. Exactly. <laughs> but Politico put out an article. Why we may not know who won the Senate on election day. (laughs) See, when I hear shit like that, I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's the problem. That shit shit is a wild statement. How we may not know how. How? Explain to me how. You make me want to be on some Joe Pesci shit when you say some shit like that. Like, how? (laughs) Like, how? The the pandemic. (laughs) Oh, all right. Cool. But isn't that crazy? Slice and dice your ass right now. Isn't that crazy? In in, in a supposedly a sophisticated nation, we have pieces like that being written by media outlets. Yeah. How we may not know. You as the media shouldn't even... There should be so much pushback as the media. The media should be putting, writing articles like how... It is unacceptable if we do not know yes. who is the winner on election day. It is totally unacceptable. Like, think about that. That's that's to me, like, this is why it's hard for me to trust yeah. what happened last election because we are the United States of America. A hundred percent. We have every way possible to make shit efficient. So if you're making this inefficient and if you're really trying to train us to think that we can't know on that on the night of I don't know. I don't know that I trust that. That just sounds like propaganda to me. Which Animal is, Farm. Which is wild to me because <laughs> it's not like we've never been able to know the night of. No, in fact, for the most part, we've always been able to know the night of. It's not knowing 
the night of that's a a a a, a, a recent phenomenon yeah and it's unacceptable like as we progress we should be getting better at this yeah. not worse and like let's call a spade a spade it's orwellian that's what it is it's fucking 1984 shit to me that's what it looks like that's what it feels like you just want uh, or like animal farm too like you you guys are really doing your little pig act right now nah fuck out of here like make it work pass legislation Take this mail-in ballot shit out, and let's find out the night of. You know? Like, think about that. Think about watching a boxing match. We might not know who wins tonight. What the fuck do you mean? Yeah. There's 12 rounds. Round one, round 12. And then we decide. Well, the 12 rounds are over, but... What you don't know is that the judges they have to go and they have to look at everything. And yeah, that's like it'll be like that. Like, and then we're gonna let some people decide. They're gonna mail in their results on what they thought. Who they? Because there's thought a judge won. that's not here with us right yes. now. He's over there, and then we don't really even know how many judges there are. Yeah. Like, normally there's three, but this time we don't really know how many there are because there's a bunch that are home. Yeah. So we're waiting. Nah, fuck. Like, and, and like to me, like the way that last election was, it was like. It was like, if it was a fight, like if it was a boxing match, it would be like the equivalent of watching the Rocky movie, and then Trump is like doing all this wild shit, and then just Joe Biden's just sitting there. There's no excitement for this fight. This fight, we know who's going to win this fight. Fucking Trump's bench pressing and fucking doing, pushing up fucking wood logs, and then like Joe's just there like, <laughs> in the basement lost, like, come on. What is this? This is not even... It doesn't even seem real. Like, what? So, so to me, I, I don't want to hear articles like that. I would like to hear articles, like you said, of, of, of journalists actually being like, what a sad time it is to be an American where we don't know who the fuck is being elected the night of in a modern society, first world country. We, we can't do that. We don't, we don't have the resource. Oh, yeah, we do. We just choose not to. Use our resources. Dude. What? Knock it off. Yeah. Just and, please. And, and, and see, we're into this stuff, so nobody could tell us. See, like, all these yeah. other motherfuckers that say, oh, you just can't accept a lot. It's like, well, you don't even know what you're talking about. You're not aware of all the anomalies. You're not, you weren't paying attention on election night. You didn't have your laptop and your iPad going, looking at data coming from there, looking at data coming from there. You didn't go to sleep with it what what was it in in pennsylvania it was like trump 55 yeah. biden 40 something and and over 72 percent of the vote counted and yeah. then you wake up oh it's still not declared and the day goes by oh biden just got this many votes and then another day goes by oh he got this many votes and another day, oh and then guess what he has enough votes to to put him <laughs> over the hump and and all of the votes that have come in are just for him too yeah and first time ever, 80 whatever the fuck, 80 something. Please. Yeah. Please. 81 million. Please. Crazy. That's the equivalent of, I don't usually do this when a chick tells you that shit. Like this, it's. I don't it, know. Sounds like you usually do. This is crazy. <laughs> but we'll see, man. That's that. But you're good. You're right in pointing that out. That is the scary part about that particular Senate race. I think out of all the Senate races, that's the the scariest place because Arizona made some changes to to how they do their elections. So did Georgia. 
Um, which is great that we live in a republic where we could at least see progress in that front, like statewide progress. Yeah. Because, like, that's a good way of fixing things. That's why it's great to live in a republic because you see who takes that shit serious and who doesn't, you know? And and so... And that's what, why they're probably going to cheat because they don't want Mastriano to get in who, as governor, who will definitely fix the election in Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, because that's the thing. They, they don't want these elections to be fixed. They want <laughs> this shit to be as sloppy as all hell. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.